Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding. I am solo today, and I will be talking about the pros and cons for brands to own and manage their own Google Tag Manager server-side container. So let's jump into it. Before I get into the depths and the weeds of a server-side container, I thought I would just take a minute to go through comparing and defining what is a GTM server-side container and how it's different than a web container. Historically, chances are, if you are listening to this, you are familiar with Google Tag Manager and the web container where it is a place that you can include and execute tags like a Facebook pixel tag or a Twitter pixel tag or any other marketing channel that needs some sort of tracking. You can implement that through your GTM web container, connect that to a trigger like an add to cart or purchase, and then include different data within that, whether it's a product name, price, product ID, SKU, et cetera. And that is really the world that we live in and we've lived in for a long time at Elevar. And that's been the standard for a long time. It became the new way, instead of just copying and pasting in scripts in the theme, which would cause potential performance bloat and code bloat and things being overwritten and removed, GTM Web Container was a way for marketers to have their own little house uh, that all of their tracking can live in and allowed you to, or your development team, or analysts to remove tracking if it's no longer being used without having to go through a code deployment. So it was a really, really amazing initiative and just revolutionized the tracking industry as a whole. Fast forward to today, where we now have the ability to use a server-side container. And if you haven't listened to our last episode on client-side versus server-side tracking, I recommend you, you do listen to that. It was an amazing one with our VP of Engineering, Thomas. But a server-side container, it is attempting to move the tracking out of the client, aka the browser, and allow you to connect and send data from your server-side container, which ultimately lives inside your Google Cloud account, and then send data to other API endpoints like the Facebook Conversion API or the Google Analytics Measurement Protocol API, et cetera. So that's really the difference between a GTM server-side container and a GTM web container. You generally, if you are using a GTM server container, you still need to utilize a web container. Majority of circumstances today, I don't, I don't think I've seen a GTM server container in use without a web container. And ultimately, the web container most of the time is used to pipe data, to send data to your server-side container. So think about a add-to-cart action that you want to connect and send to different APIs like Facebook or Snapchat or Google, et cetera. You still need a way to get that data into your server container and then send that off to the different API endpoints. So that's the definition and a very quick overview on the two different types of containers within GTM, at least relevant for this conversation. The next question I'll get into is just what are some of the benefits of a GTM server-side container? There are many, and I'm going to list out five or six of these, but there are likely others that I haven't mentioned here that Others in the industry might refer to as well. But in general, when it comes to e-commerce and Shopify and our world of direct-to-consumer tracking, these are the benefits that we typically see. 
Number one, with a GTM server-side container, you have the ability to enable server-side connections, again, like the marketing APIs, like the Facebook conversion API, or Google Analytics, Google, Google Ads, et cetera. And that's not necessarily a job that you're trying to get done. The job that you're trying to get done is to get near 100% accuracy of your user behavior on your website, ultimately making it to those different marketing channels. So your attribution and reporting is as accurate as it can be today. Number two, you can pipe data into your server-side container from multiple sources. So you can send data from your website, you can send data from your Shopify admin. So think about a webhook, like an order listener that sends data to your GTM server-side container. In theory, you can send data from other apps that you might have and send that into your server-side container to process and send it elsewhere. But that is another big benefit was being able to pipe data from multiple sources to build your server-to-server connection. The third benefit is building an explicit data sharing with your marketing partners. So this gets in the world of privacy and tracking, which I'm just going to scratch the surface here and not really go into depth. We'll be talking about it in future episodes. But with a server container, instead of having a pixel that you just embed on your site, and these could be potentially from partners, they're not as well known as the Facebooks and others, and you don't necessarily know the data that they're collecting. So by moving your tracking to a server-side container, you can explicitly define the data that you're sending to that marketing partner. So instead of the pixel picking up everything that it can within the browser to use as part of their fingerprinting mechanism, a server-side container allows you to define, okay, I'm going to send this product data, this user data, and potentially this order data uh, or session-related data. The fourth benefit is you can, in some cases, override the browser enforcement on things like your cookie expiration or or other headers that are set or controlled by a browser. So think about a lot of the advancements with Safari and what Apple's doing. So for example, if you are using a Safari device and a user clicks on an ad from Facebook, they land on your site. Instead of leaving that cookie that's set by different trackers like Facebook, leaving that cookie as a 90-day expiration, Safari is automatically forcing that expiration to be 24 hours. With a server-side container, you do have the potential to override that and say, no, 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 I'm actually going to, I'm a server that's essentially uh, hosting and serving this tracking. I'm going to override that to 90 days or whatever, whatever you may set. That's limited. Again, that's a nuance. It's not really worth uh, going into in this podcast, but that doesn't always work the way that you'd hope it to or the way even that I've described it. The next benefit is with a server-side container, you can actually log the request and response sent to each marketing API. And that is primarily to quantify the number of events you've sent to a Facebook conversion API and validate the data that was sent with that. So if chances are you've likely had some frustration with Facebook events manager or business manager or attribution or anything uh, that's, that's happened, especially in the post iOS world, the common question that we get from customers is, can you essentially prove to us that you, Elevar, have sent all of the possible activity from our site to Facebook so Facebook can maximize their attribution and remarketing audiences or look like audiences, et cetera? With a server-side container, 
you are able to log that request. And by that, I mean, hey, we picked up an add to cart from your site. We're sending it to the Facebook conversion API so we can log that. And then we can log the response back from Facebook where their, their API is giving a response back like, hey, yes, I got that. It's good. We received it or we received it and there's an error or warning that would need to be addressed. So that's a pretty critical piece and part of what we built into our channel monitoring of our own product just to surface that data to our customers. The next benefit with a server-side container is you can utilize built-in clients like GA4, Universal Analytics, and others in the GTM server-side container instance. So you can get up and running on some of these built-in channels, which I'll call them. They're called a client technically or a tag inside the server-side container. But you can get up and running as long as you have the proper data that's coming into your server container. You can use these clients to either enable server-side tracking for GA4, Universal Analytics, etc., or you can actually use the clients to parse the data coming into the server and then implement your own tracking. So if you wanted to take data coming in that is structured like a Universal Analytics or Google Analytics hit, you can use that data to connect and send to other channels like ShareSale or Snapchat, etc. The last benefit that I'll go through will be the ability to proxy your Google Tag Manager JavaScript to load from your own subdomain. So that's one big thing about a, a GTM server-side container is you, when you're going through the setup, you get a, a subdomain. It's like an app spot subdomain that's automatically generated. And that is actually how you access and send data to your Google Cloud instance. But most of the time you're creating a subdomain. So it'd be you know, api.getlvr.com or something similar. And that becomes your hosted Google Cloud instance where ultimately your server-side container lives. So with the server-side container placed on a subdomain, you can actually proxy your Google Tag Manager JavaScript that loads from your own website. So instead of having it load from googletagmanager.com, it can then be loaded from api.getlvr.com. So that's a pretty, uh, can be a pretty important piece to trying to move a lot of your tracking into a quote-unquote first-party context. Next, we'll talk through the responsibilities of owning a GTM server-side container. So number one, the responsibility of actually owning a Google Cloud instance in addition to the GTM server-side container. So when you go through the setup of a new GTM server-side container, you are walked through a really, it's a great process that Google created when they first launched. It's really easy for anyone to do this without having to jump through a ton of technical hoops, but it's automatically going to provision a app engine, aka a, a server inside your Google Cloud account. And ultimately that becomes a, another piece of this that you need to own and manage. The second responsibility of owning a GTM server-side container is managing the DNS. So we talked about the api.getelvar.com example. In the same vein, you would need to manage and configure DNS and make sure that that is maintained with your Google Cloud instance. Number three, billing. So this is a has been a hairy issue for the last year with spinning up a new GTM server-side container. So when you create your new container, it is technically a test instance and Google is not automatically upgrading it to production. So ultimately you need to ensure that your Google Cloud account has a billing method added to it and that it's maintained. So this is a big responsibility. Uh, it was, I think in August-ish 2021, there seemed to be a sudden change for a number of merchants that they were still on a test instance 
even though they had a credit card added to their Google Cloud account, which they had to do during setup, all of their instances were essentially shut down because they didn't go through another process to confirm billing above and beyond the test uh, instance and ultimately moving that into a production instance so that Google Cloud Server can scale. So the billing, we've seen many, many examples of credit card being declined, users leaving a team, so there's no more Gmail account connected to the Google Cloud and GTM server-side container. That can cause a shutdown. And uh, that when that happens, when the billing essentially fails, Google will shut down the instance, and then nothing is processed through that server container. So it's like an immediate, all of your tracking will, will break right away. The fourth responsibility of owning a GTM server-side container is monitoring for traffic volume and increasing the number of instances as you scale up. We essentially took what Google recommended and put it into our own docs when you are creating your, your own GTM server-side container, move your instance into a quote-unquote production mode, and then Google recommends a minimum of three instances and then a max of six. However, we have had a few customers that even in that three to six min-max, the volume of traffic that they had going through the server container, they hit the max, the six instances maxed out, and we essentially started to see a pretty big delay uh, in the response back to the site. So not only were we missing certain tracking events, it also did have an impact on the user experience. So that is a, another critical piece and responsibility of owning a GTM server container. And in this case, there is a actual limit, a quota limit, so you can increase the quota within your Google Cloud account, but Google forces, I don't know if the number eight, 10, whatever it is, you can't just say the max is 20 or 30, that has to go through a manual approval process. The last responsibility that I'll go through of owning a GTM server-side container is ensuring that the clients, which is essentially a tag, ensuring that they are up to date based on the latest marketing channel requirements. So I'll use an another story from last year and also in 2022. So with 2021 and Facebook and all of the changes that were happening with iOS, there were almost changes every month that Facebook was making to their conversion API. So things like an action source and how they handle FBC, cookies and click IDs, et cetera. Those were changes that we had to keep up with. They kept, they would release new updates and requirements. And for those, uh, those of our customers that were using GTM server-side containers, we'd have to update the template or the custom client that we built and go through and deploy those updates. So it can be very manual. So if you're managing this on your own, you have to keep up with those changes and uh, make sure you are essentially in compliance with each uh, API integration endpoint. The story from this year, this continues and this will likely continue. So even with, uh, with TikTok, previously they had a, their events API bolted on somewhat to their marketing API. And again, our, our client side versus server side episode goes into more detail on this, but they've since made changes where now they allow deduplication and they have a token generation that's very similar to Facebook. And that requires evolving and changing and updating how your integration actually works inside your GTM server side container. It's a lot to maintain over time, but again, this is a key responsibility of owning and ultimately managing your tracking through a GTM server-side container. Now, if you want to go server-side, which eventually everyone will be there at some point, if not already, it's not necessarily a GTM server-side container or nothing. So after about a year of us at LOR supporting GTM server-side containers, we started to get a lot of feedback from customers about the pain in the butt of 
creating a GTM server side container, setting it up, managing the DNS, et cetera. There are multiple outages from DNS records not being updated properly. But it just, in general, to us, it was like, hey, this is pretty cool, but it's a pain in the butt and I don't really know if it's worth it. So we started polling customers on, okay, you're signing up and you want server-side tracking. Do you want to manage your own GTM server-side container? Or do you want a quote-unquote fully managed version where you get all the same benefits, but you, you don't have to worry about the hassle of everything that I just went through with some of the responsibilities. And almost 70% of users signing up, they were choosing fully managed. They just didn't want to mess with a GTM server-side container. So what are your options to a GTM server-side container that essentially will get you 90, if not 100% of the way there uh, in different manners? So the first one, native Shopify apps. So with the native Shopify Facebook channel integration, granted there are limitations to that for some brands, but in general, that is enabling a server-to-server connection that would be in a very similar, act in a very similar way as implementing your own GTM server-side container setup. So that is option number one. Option number two, there are some platforms or channels that offer their own independent applications on the Shopify app store. That again can offer some similar functionality. So you can research that to see what's available for the individual platform. There are other independent apps. So there are third-party apps on the app store that offer functionality per channel. And this one's pretty easy for, you can just search, go to the Shopify app store and search Facebook conversion API, and you'll see a host of different apps that offer the option to enable that. And then the last option is using platforms like Elevar or Segment, where you essentially set up your source, essentially your data collection once, and then you can enable multiple destinations, aka channels, in a single dashboard without the need to have to go through additional code deployments and managing different templates and all that. It's just you, should, you set it up and then enter your pixel IDs or API keys into a dashboard, and then it's enabled for you. So those are the most common, uh, the four most common alternatives to using your own GTM server-side container. Now let's get into the pros and cons as we wrap up this episode for uh, keeping your GTM server-side container. So the pros of, of managing your own GTM server-side container, number one, you own the logging data. So this is again, the logging, the request and response to and from the different uh, API endpoint. And I, I do want to point out one misconception that we've heard with the GTM server-side container. It's not a data warehouse. So your server-side container is not a warehouse. You don't want to think about it and treat it like a warehouse. It's more like a relay system. So think Zapier in, the, in this relay system example with the difference that you can log and store data if you want. However, it's not going to be something that you connect to and start to analyze query and process data within your quote-unquote server-side container. So that is one misconception that I just wanted to try to address that head-on with you. The second pro is going to be you own the relay of all the data within your own infrastructure. So if there are reasons that you want to ensure that data coming from your website that you want sent to your different marketing channels, if you want that all to live within your house, that would be a reason and a pro to use your own GTM server-side container. And this one, is, it's, it's a good to point out that if you're using other tools with your store like Clavio or loyalty programs or anything related to that, most if not all of these platforms, they don't offer the ability for all of the quote-unquote data to be routed through your own servers. 
So this is something that you talk with your in-house IT team or development team or whoever you need to just to go through the process and the benefits of, again, owning this relay of your different trackers or tracking data. And then the last pro to keeping your own GTM server-side container, if you have the technical expertise or someone on the team that can make customizations, it can be really, really powerful and unlock many server-side customizations if you need that flexibility. So again, this is this would require a technical expert on the team and it can unlock some additional think about how you'd want to potentially manage your tracking. And you can, in theory, do that within your server-side container. Now let's flip over to the cons. So the cons of managing your server-side container, your GTM server-side container. Number one, I mean, these are almost going to be the opposite of the, of the responsibilities. So you're responsible for managing Google Cloud and everything goes into that and billing, et cetera. You are responsible for maintaining the integration updates. So that's the, hey, Facebook made a change to their conversion API or whatever API you are integrating with. They made a change. So you need to make that change within your server-side container as well. You can use the template library that comes with GTM or even what we offer and our free templates that, that we build and maintain some of them. But ultimately, it's still up to you to own and ensure this is up to spec. Number three, the manual upgrades. So again, if there is an upgrade that needs to happen with a different channel, let's say we you get the tag template or client from Elevar, you still need to grab it, import it into your server-side container, test it, and then publish it. So it's still a manual process for that to happen. And you can compare that to an alternative of the fully managed version that we offer or other services offer that this whole quote-unquote upgrade process is automated. The last con is the separate cost. So if you are looking to bolt on the GTM server-side container, since it is connected to a Google Cloud account, there is a cost associated to that. Sometimes it can add up to be the same, if not more, than a fully managed platform. So certainly look at the cost to spin up instances, roll them up during high traffic periods, et cetera. So that is one other thing to, to consider. At the end of the day, server-side tracking is here to stay so you'll need to choose an option at some point hopefully it can be seamless and painless for you because the world of tracking that we live in is getting more complex that's why this podcast exists in the first place to try to keep you up to date on everything that's happening as we things come through see things come through with our customers and uh, react and make sure that you stay ahead so if you have not listened to our previous episode on the client side versus server-side tracking. I highly recommend that. Thomas dropped a ton of knowledge that I think would be very beneficial to you. So be sure to check in on that and learn the nuances of all things client-side versus server-side tracking. Until next time, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or a review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again.